0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. And I want to come back to Galatians 5 and center in, in Galatians 5 with the Lord of led us. But look what the Bible said in verse number 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Preacher, how can I overcome discouragement walking in the Spirit? Because the lust of the flesh is what will cause you to be discouraged. You say, how do you get that? He'll make you have one of those poor, poor, pitiful me attitudes, just like he did me. They don't nobody care. Matter of fact, I told daddy, I said, I'd rather for people just to care uh, than anything. I said, I'd rather work a full-time job and, 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 and church not pay me a dime. And he said, well, son, you just need to get over it. Now, he's real compassionate. And uh, um, here's the way that we don't battle discouragement as a Christian. Now, I'm trying my best to help you tonight. we got to walk in the Spirit. If you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh, you're going to walk in the Spirit. He goes on to say, and let me read several verses, and then we're going to to dive in several other places. He said in verse number 17, For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, Ye are not under the law. Why are we not under the law if we're led of the Spirit? Because the Spirit overcame the law. say, so the Spirit didn't overcome the law. The Spirit's the third person of the Godhead. It's three and one and one and three. The Spirit's the same thing. The Holy Spirit's the same thing as God. The same thing as Jesus. And Jesus is the same thing as the Holy... Somebody help the preacher tonight. It's a triune Godhead. Go, co-equal, co-eternal, co-existent. It's the same thing. And the reason that we don't have to live by the law is because the Spirit's overcome. It. The blood of the Lamb overcame that. It goes on to say in verse number 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. Now I'm not going to read through every one of those, but I want you to look in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is, and then he lists those. But now look in verse number 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh, with the affections and and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd take our feeble efforts and bless them tonight. Help us to know exactly what to say and how to say it and when to say it. In Jesus' name, amen. Look back in verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I I, I was listening now, don't nobody fall out with me when I say what I'm fixing to say. I know when he uh, got older he changed on some things, but back years ago Billy Graham was as solid of a preacher as you would have heard years ago. And on XM Radio, there's actually a Billy Graham station that plays a lot of his old, old messages. And uh, if you fall out with me, just have to fall out with me right there. I loved to listen to him years ago. And Here's something that he said, and I'll just say this. He touched the world. Uh, he had to touch a God on his life. Billy Graham touched the world. He really did. I know he may have wavered on his Bible at the end of his life, but brother Billy Graham, and I say brother, because ain't a doubt in my mind, he's in heaven. He touched the world. Matter of fact, I know of nobody that has the respect worldwide today like he did in his day. And here's what he said. He said if a lady walks by... Um, uh, half naked and I see her I'm not responsible for that he said however I am responsible when I look the second time he said I am responsible when I look the second time and I thought man how true that statement is you know the way we don't look the second time we walk in the spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh I want you to take your Bible, and I want you to go with me. Look in verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. He goes from walking in the Spirit to living in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Go with me to Romans chapter number 6. Now, I don't have these marks, so I want you to turn with me. The book of Romans, just back a couple books. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, then comes Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter number 6, and I, I want you to look in verse number 12. I got a, a nice outline on, on Galatians 5, and I don't know if the Lord's going to let us get to it or not. But look here at what he said in Romans chapter number 6, verse number 12. Look back in verse number Look back in verse number 8. Look in verse number 7. Look in verse number 6. I'll stop there. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Who is the him? That's Christ. That's Jesus, okay? That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth, we should not serve sin. That's what he said. Now look what he said in verse number 7. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead, watch this, with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. That's eternal. In other words, his living is eternal. His death was once. Look what he said in verse number 11. Likewise, reckon ye also. He's talking to you now. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now if you believe your Bible, and Brother Taylor would say this, it means what it says and says what it means. You're dead to sin when you're saved. You're dead to sin. The reason that you sin is because you choose not to walk in the spirit and you walk in the flesh. You say, preacher, you just said that there's sinless perfection. No, I didn't say there was sinless perfection. Because we're living in the flesh. But we are dead with Christ to sin. Romans said, reckon yourself. That is an accountant's term. Reckon yourself dead to sin. Now look at verse number 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Now look what he said. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. So as I was studying that today, I, y'all know me, I love to study words. That word reign, I began to study it. Now here's what it means, to rule. It means this, to have superior or uncontrolled dominion. To have superior or uncontrolled dominion. Now here's what Paul is saying. Let not sin therefore rule and have superior or uncontrolled dominion in your mortal body. That's what the word reign means. I'm not changing the King James Bible. I'm giving you the definition of that word. That's what it means. And here's what he's saying. You cannot allow sin to control your life. You want me to tell you the reason that pornography is destroying so many homes? Because it controls an individual's life. I was talking to a preacher the other day, and he asked me. He said, I'm having to deal with a gentleman that is dealing with the sin of pornography. And it is a sin. Somebody holler amen right there he said i'm having to deal with him he said can you give me any advice anything that i can say to him or help him and i said well here's what a preacher told me when i was dealing with one one time and he said that you have to completely destroy any source that it could come in from so he needs to get rid of his computer he needs to get rid of his ipad he needs to get rid of his smartphone Why? Because it is having dominion over his It is reigning over his life. You say, well, preacher, I'm going to tell you right now, I just, uh, I I couldn't do that. I I, got to have my smartphone. Hear me and hear me well, sir or ma'am, either one. A lot of times we pin that sin on men, but women is guilty of it also. You hear me and hear me well. Walking around with a dumb phone and having your family is worth more than walking around with a smartphone. Not having the internet in your house where your children, if they have begun to deal with that disease or that sin, having the internet took out of your house is more important. Yeah, man. And here's what he is saying: that we cannot allow sin to be superior or uncontrolled dominion in our life can I tell you something watch this what is sin well therefore to him the north do good and doeth it to not to him it's sin whatsoever is not of faith is sin so if you struggle with unbelief in your life let you me tell you what it is it is sin having dominion over you It is sin. Uh, hear me and hear me well. I believe in once saved, always saved. I believe in eternal security. I got Bible to back it up, and you don't have any Bible to back up us losing our salvation. I've got Bible to back up eternal security. Once saved, always saved. There is times the devil will come by and try to tell me I'm not saved. You say, well, preacher, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. If you was real honest, he'll tell you the same thing every once in a while. But here is the difference in me and some. I don't listen to him. I choose to tell him to go back to hell and leave me alone. I was there the night I got saved. I know what God done in my life then and what God is doing in my life presently and I know I'm saved. So go back to hell, get thee behind me and leave me alone. Now if you choose uh, we're not going to get to my pretty outline. If you choose to allow those thoughts to control your mind, you're living in a sin. Well, well, it's getting quiet. Everybody holler amen on pornography and alcohol and marriage, of and juju weed and meth and everything else. Well, let's just be real honest. Bitterness. Malice. Anger, backbiting, gossiping, sin, is having dominion. He said, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Let's, let's look on, let's look on. Go to chapter number 8, verse number 1. There is therefore now no condemnation. Thank God for that to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not according, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There it is again. We're walking in the Spirit. Look at verse number four. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Look in verse number 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. If you are walking in the flesh and not walking in the Spirit, honey, you're not pleasing to God. If you are doubting God's Word, you're not pleasing to God. I'm running real well. I'm talking about Coming off of this great victory and the devil getting after us, how are we going to overcome that? Hear me and hear me. Well, we're going to have to learn to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Look at verse number 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh, For if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Go to chapter 13. Chapter 13, look at this. Chapter 13, verse number 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof tell you how you're going to walk in the spirit you're going to have to quit making provisions for the flesh quit making provisions you know what if if um, if I know Tim Ramey's a big mouth and I know that Tim Ramey I know I can pick on him and him not get mad at me and leave the church he might want to, but I know Miss Vicky will straighten him out, and he'll be back Sunday. If I know that Brother Tim's a big mouth, and if there's any gossip to be known, Brother Tim's going to know it. And I like to gossip, and you do too, you might as well holler amen. You say, well, it don't bother me a bit. Well, then why does it, when a siren go down the road, you try to figure out what's going on? Why do you text the preacher and say, where's the fire trucks going? Where's it? What's happening in my neighborhood, Miss Tina? <laughs> I won't call no names. How about let that slip out, didn't I, Miss Tina? What's going on? Why's, they, why's the ambulance over here? What, what they, what's going on? We're all nosy. Holler, amen. amen. And gossiping and backbiting's a sin. Matter of fact, the Bible said these six things God hate, yea, is an abomination, and the seventh he that soweth discord among the brethren. Amen. He said, that makes me want to puke. That's what God said. And if I know that Brother Tim likes to sow discord among the brethren, and I've had the habit to want to sow discord among the brethren, and I know that there might be some fresh gossip in the air, the best thing for me to do is not to call Brother Tim. Why? Because I am making provisions for the flesh. You see, we want to say now, if you like to drink beer, you shouldn't go buy the beer cooler at the service station on this right here. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 110%. I've If you've ever, I've never had a struggle with alcohol, but if you struggle with alcohol, you need to stay as far away from it as you can. Don't make any provisions for the flesh. But listen to me. Hear me and hear me well. If you've got a problem with your tongue every once in a while, you don't need to call somebody else that's got a problem with it. Good thing we've already signed the papers on that truck, deacons. (laughs) Fulfilling the lust of the flesh. We make provisions for that. And here's what he says. Now, I'm trying to help us to not be overtaken by the enemy after a great victory. Here's what he said. But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh. To fulfill the lust thereof. Look in 2 Peter. 2 Peter tonight. Let me read you a verse right here. 2 Peter chapter number 2. Correction, 1 Peter chapter number 2. I got to 2 Peter and I did not see an underline there. I was beginning to wonder if I'd wrote the wrong thing down. You ever done that, Brother Dakota? People pick on me because I'm so picky about things. If it's a reoccurring something, or another in my Bible, I'm following a, a uh, cross reference through my Bible. I underline it in black and write the cross reference below it. So I thought I'd wrong the wrong one because there was a blue underline in Second Peter and not a black, but there's a black underline in First Peter. So we're at the right place, Chapter Two, Verse Number Eleven. You say, "Are you really that picky?" I am really that picky. I really am. If it's something in the Bible that is reoccurring, a statement, it'll be underlined in green. If you ever get one of my new Bibles, it'll be in green, just so you know. If it's something I want to stand out in an outline, it'll be circled in red. You say, are you really that picky? I'm really that picky. you don't think I am, look at my outline tonight. It's blue, purple, orange, and red. I know what all of them stand for. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. Abstain from fleshly lust. Which war against the soul. What did he say back in our text? Here's what he said back in our text. Here's what he said. This I say then walk in the spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What did he say? If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. What did he say in Peter? Here's what he said. Dear beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. What did he say in Romans? Now I'm going to bring it down right here. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. He said put him on. He said put him on. There's an old man... I hope I can remember how this illustration goes. and I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to be done. There was an old man that lived up in the mountains and he had three boys and he had an old dog named Blue. Good name for a dog, ain't it? And Blue died. Woke up one morning, Blue was laying on the front porch dead and he told his boys, he rolled them out of the bed before daylight and said, go bury that dog. They drug it off on the mountainside up there and dug a hole and buried that dog and they came back down and daddy fixed it. Breakfast, And they went throughout their day. And went back to bed that night. And the next morning that old man got up early to stoke a fire. And when he opened the door to go outside. Old Blue was laying on the front porch. That daddy got mad. And he walked back in there and rolled them three boys out of bed. And he said this. He said I told you to bury that dog that died. Now, he said we did bury the dog that died. He said well he's laying out there on the front porch. You get up and go bury that dog. They got up, went back out there on the side of the mountain, dug another hole, throwed that dog off in it, buried it back up. Went throughout the day. Next night, rolled around, a pack of wild dogs come through, dug that dog up again, drug him up on the front porch. You know the story. The old man got up the next morning, walked outside. That old dog was laying there. He walked back inside, rode them three boys out and said, I told you to bury that dog. Now get up and go bury and they said, Daddy, we have buried that dog twice already. How many times are we going to have to bury that dog? He said, you're going to have to bury him till he quits getting up. You say, preacher, how many times am I going to have to crucify my flesh till he quits getting up? And you let me tell you, when he quits getting up, when you die. A physical death. We are dead to sin, according to Romans 6. I just read it to you, but we are still living in the flesh. And that's the reason he so specifically states does, make no provisions for the flesh. And then he concluded it this way. He said, "But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ." You know what I'd done before I walked out here today to preach? I stood back there in my office and I put this microphone on. But also, there was a coat laying over there in the chair. And you know what i done before I came out? Brother Aaron and I was back there talking and we about lost track of time. I put this coat on me. Let me tell you what you have to do every morning. You have to put the Lord Jesus Christ on I'm not saying you get saved again but you wake up you ever just woke up mad now my wife I don't need to tell her this but the other day I was about half field towards her and you want me to tell you the reason I was I had a, a, a dream the night before and she was ill at me in that dream she talked to me like a dog matter of fact she talked to popo better than she talked to me And you know what? The next day I just woke up mad. Honey, I hope you have a good day. Love you you too. You ever just woke up mad? You ever just wanted somebody to cut you off so you could blow the horn at them? (laughs) You ever just wanted to turn it on Rock 92 when you started to work just cause... You was just mad that day. Now some of y'all, it'd be 102.1 jams. (laughs) Brother Kevin, it'd be Backstreet Boys. (laughs) You just woke up mad. Let me tell you the reason you do, because you're living in the flesh. And here's what he said. You've got to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Every morning you get up, Before you ever start your day, you need to stop and say, Lord, I am dying to Jonathan today. I'm not making any provisions for the flesh today. Somewhere along the way, somebody's probably going to make me bad, but with your help, I'm going to walk in the Spirit today and I'm going to overcome that. Don't allow the devil to knock you down after a great victory. That's just all I come to say tonight. It's so easy. I'm preaching to me. It's so easy. Preach how I overcome it. Just walk in the Spirit. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't make no provisions for the flesh.